about kingdom praying on earth. That's our title today. That's what we are going to look at. The kingdom praying on earth. What happens when sons and daughters of God gather together to pray as a kingdom on earth, praying, pressing in, storming heaven with prayer requests, with, 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 with uh, petitions and requests and, and asking for heaven on earth, asking for God to bring heaven on earth, the experience of heaven here on earth, the supernatural to be natural in our daily lives as we walk and serve the Lord in our lives. So having said that, I want to tell you that prayer is key to a Christian life. Prayer is a key that allows believers to experience the power of heaven, the power of God in their time. As a Christian, as a child of God, you may not experience the fullness of God. You may not experience the power of God if you are lacking in prayer. You will not experience what God has for you if your prayer life is not growing. Because the more you pray, the more you engage, the more you commune, the more you have a relationship with God, the more you grow in the Lord, the more you press in, in your faith, your faith begins to grow. Now, you know what happens when your faith begins to grow? You begin to experience greater things. You begin to experience God at a greater stage or level in your life. Your faith grows. The bigger your faith, the more you experience God. The more God opens up opportunities for you to exercise your faith. Your understanding for God begins to grow. So prayer is key. And we know what is prayer all about. You know, prayer is simply the conversation between a child of God and his loving father. A child of God and God. You know, our, our loving, our God in heaven is so loving such that he wants a relationship with us. He wants a fellowship with us. He wants to commune with us. And to do that, you know, he has given us prayer as a tool to be able to talk to him, to be able to communicate with him. Child of God, if you do not find time to talk to God, to communicate with him, you are lacking on some rich things and important things, a commune with God, a closer walk and a relationship with God that will catapult you or throw you in, a, in another dimension. You know, what God has for you, the Bible says, no ear has heard, no eye has, has, has seen, no mouth has spoken about what God has for you. And you know what God is saying? Call unto me. Come on, call me. That's what Jeremiah 33 verse 3 says. Call me, then I will answer you and show you greater, amazing, marvelous things that you do not even know about. But you have to call me. How do we call God? It's not using the cell phone, not going on media to call on him. How do we call God? Not, not, you know, it's not some magic one and one. It's simply bowing, humbling ourselves before the Lord in prayer. And call upon him. He has promised us. It does not say, maybe if you please me, I will answer you. He says, call me and I will answer you. I love what God says in the Bible. If you read Isaiah chapter 1, he says, come to me and we will reason together. I love that one. I'm like, God, reasoning with you? mighty holy transcendent god reasoning with you but he says that even even though i am so powerful and big to my children i humble myself and i see my time 
I think I am so mighty and powerful. But you know what I do with my kids? We play football. I sleep down on, on our lawn. We, I always humble myself to be at the level of my kids and have that relationship. So they miss me. They love me because I humble myself to my kids' level and have a rich, deep, meaningful relationship. So that's the same picture. God is saying, come, let us reason together. How do you come to God? In prayer. In obedience and submission to God. So there's so much of come. There's so much, if you come to me in the Bible, there's so much of, come, I am waiting for you. God has made it so possible and easy for you that we can come to him and pray and he hears and answers. In the ancient Judaism or Jewish culture, there was an understanding that God answered only the prayers of the great people. People with beards like myself, you know. Hallelujah to that shame. <laughs> that was an understanding people had. God only answered the prayers of the great people. People like Moses. People like Elijah. You know? People like Abraham. God answered the prayer of those great guys. People like Enoch. Though we don't hear so much about him. The guy for 300 years lived in supernatural here on earth. And there's so much written about that guy. Such that the Bible says that God took him alive to be with him. So it, there's an understanding that God only answered the prayers of these great people. But let me tell you, what made them great was not because they were born great. It was their submission to God. It was their pursuit of God. It was their thirst, deep longing for holiness, for righteousness, for God to bring heaven on earth. It was their longing and the deep desire that, God, I need you for my generation. The Bible says when these great guys had fulfilled the promises and the purposes of God, in their generations, they went to sleep. They are sleeping. <laughs> they went to rest in the presence of God. Will you fulfill the generation of God in you. We do fulfill the purposes of God in your generation. You will not be able to fulfill the purposes of God in your generation, in your time, if you are not growing up in prayer. I encourage you to pray and grow your spiritual muscles in prayer. The Bible says men ought to pray always and not faint. That's what Jesus says. Men have always to pray so that they do not faint. It means that if you do not pray, you are likely to faint. Do you know what Isaiah says? Those who wait upon the Lord, who renew their strength, they will know, they walk and not faint. They will, not, they will run and not be weary. So waiting upon the Lord is not just sitting and tapping your legs down. It is praying as you wait upon the Lord. I encourage you today, if I can motivate and inspire you on to good works, grow in prayer, pray. God honor bold prayers. God honor prayers of faith. God wants you to pray big. God wants you to pray and call and say, God, give me the kingdoms of the earth so that I may conquer them for you. Bold prayers honor God. Big prayers honor God. Small prayers equally. But the level of your faith will determine where you are at and how much can you ask from your father. You may be here and frustrated and have given up 
Because things never work your way. You've prayed and prayed, and you don't seem to receive answers to your prayer. I came here to encourage you today that God is still calling on you to pray. God is still calling on you to come and reason with him, to come and you pray. There was a man who was just starting on his life, who was so humble and simple and beginning small. And he knew that I can do nothing without growing in this area of prayer. And this man went to God to pray. And he prayed for one thing, God, if you can give me wisdom so that I can, I, I can manage the tasks ahead of me. God, if you can give me wisdom so that I can grow in my career. God, if you can give me wisdom so that I can lead my family well. God, if you can give me wisdom so that I can lead my nations well. God, if you can give me wisdom so that I can lead my marriage well. God, if you can give me wisdom so that I can grow in my employment, in my career, in my calling, in my ministry. And God honored that bold prayer. The Bible says God came to him and he said, I will give you prayer. I will give you wisdom. Not only wisdom, I also give you wealth. You will be a rich man. God answers prayer. God answers prayer when you pray it. Amen. And then in, in, in Second Chronicles, this same guy prayed again. In chapter 7, and starting from verse 12, going down to verse 16. Let me read this quickly for you. Uh, kingdom praying on earth, that's what we are looking at. And I want us today to pray, and I pray that we'll pray big and we'll pray with faith. In chapter 7, verse 12 of Second Chronicles, the Bible says this, Then the Lord appeared to Solomon by night, and he said to him, I have heard your prayers. So God hears prayers. Do we learn that from Daniel? God hears prayers. Does he only hear prayers and look the other way like humans would do? You ask for something, they hear, and they look at you from bottom to head, and then they look the other way. God hears prayers, and God always answers prayers. It's either a way, it's either a yes, it's either a no, but God always answers prayers. You, can, you, you, you understand that from some of you have been applying for jobs. When you send application letters and no one answers anything, do you know how frustrating that is? You don't know whether you are doing it right. You don't know what you are doing wrong, you know? But when somebody responds to you and says, sorry, you did not make it this time, but we can consider you next time. Do you know how that energizes you? So that's one thing I love about prayer. Even if it's a no that I get from God, at least I get to grow in praying bigger, in praying better, in increasing my faith as I reach out to God. So God came to Solomon this time, and the, and the Bible says, God said, I have heard your prayers, and I have chosen this place for myself as a house of sacrifice. Wow. Verse 13 says, when I shut up heaven and there is no rain, or command the locusts to devour the land, and send pestilence among my people, if my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and seek my face, pray and seek my face, and turn from their wicked ways, then I will hear from heaven, and I will forgive their sin, and heal their land. And my eyes will be open, my ears attentive to prayers made in this place. God is promising his eyes will be open, not that they are closed, 
God is saying, I will focus on your petition. I will focus on your calling. And my ears will be attentive. Meaning, I am calling on you ready, waiting to hear what you pray. If God is attentive to your voice, whew, don't waste time. Pray big. Pray deeper. Pray more. Pray in the spirit. So this is what happened. Solomon had built the temple. And after building the temple, he says, Lord, this temple will just be a house if you do not show up. I remember years ago, it's almost now six years ago, when we were planning, that was Malina, Lina, myself, and I think Andras was there, planning and praying into open church, birth of this church. And then we said one thing, what is the most thing that is going to make us stick? And then we say that if the presence of God is not with us, we have no reason to exist. In six years, I always remember that. Before anything existed, in the board planning room at Ruka, at Lifeline then, we said the presence of God has to be with us. Like Moses said, if you are not with us, do not even send us because here we are with you. There, we can't survive without you. So we said there, out there in the community, praying, you know, uh, standing in the cup and on, on behalf of families and all this, and we can't do your work, God, if you are not with us. And I, I believe and feel God are honored that prayer. He has always been with us. He is always with us. It's been six years God is with us. Like Moses, we hear him clearly today, as though a man is speaking to a man, as though we had in communion and fellowship with him. I pray that that will be your experience too, that when you come in this place, you will meet God, you will hear God, you will see him face to face, you have an encounter with God in your spirit. God says that if the people who are called by my name shall humble themselves, turn away from wicked ways, Repent of their sins and call upon my name. I will hear them from heaven and I will answer their prayers. I will heal their land. That land could represent your life that is desolate and empty. Nothing is going on. God has, has said he will heal your life. It could be your family. It could be, it could be your work. It could be your marriage not working out. It could be your health not working out. God has said, I will heal because I am Jehovah Rapha, the God who healeth us. He's ready to heal you and I. But there's one thing that we have to do. We have to pray. We have to pray. We have to pray. God honors prayers that are prayed in faithfulness, in truthfulness, and in spirit, God answers and honors prayer. He says, if you pray and seek my face and turn away from your wicked ways, how many times do we spend seeking God's face? How many times as a believer we spend, how much time do we spend praying and seeking God and praising into God? It is believed that the Jews pray. They pray three times a day. And fast at least once a day. And it, but it is believed that the Muslims pray five times a day facing Mecca. And they fast at least three times a week. But how many times does a believer pray in a day? If you are at least so remorse in your heart, most people only pray when eating. You know, they have to say thank you to the Lord for prayer, uh, for food. But Bible is calling us, God is calling us to, to living a lifestyle of prayer.
we have to pray so that we do not faint. If you if you not fainting is de dependent on your prayer lifestyle, I will pray like the air that I breathe. I will spend more time in his presence and look to him. But you know, for my prayer to be meaningful, I came up with three things that you need, you need to look into. The first thing is you need, you do need to be spiritually pure. Spiritual purity. Because the Bible says if you turn away from your wicked ways. Do you know what God is calling us? To spiritual purity. You have to be observant in your own life. How is my lifestyle? How is my character? How is my attitude? And my attitude? How do I live with God? The Bible has promised us cleansing from our sins if we humble ourselves and call upon God. He says, if we confess our sins, the Bible says God is faithful and righteous to answer us and heal us and wash us from our unrighteousness. God is calling for his church to be spiritually pure, to put on the garments of holiness and righteousness, Jesus says, I am coming. If I will find your garments clean, I have a righteous reward on my hands for you. God is calling for his church to be pure and defiled, clean from every unrighteousness that this world presents to us. If we are pure, the Bible says, if you turn away from your wicked ways, I will hear, I will heal, I will answer. Purity. The Bible says actually in Matthew, Jesus says this in Matthew chapter 5, and verse 8, blessed are the pure in heart, for they will see God. Blessed are those who are who anger and thirst for righteousness, for theirs is the kingdom of God. We were singing, let your kingdom come, let your will be done, let your kingdom come to us. How will that kingdom come if we are not preparing ourselves by living in a life, a pure life, a life that honors the Lord? How do we expect our prayers to penetrate the evil forces, the powers of the enemy, if we live in his camp? God is calling us to turn away. Actually, repentance is making a 360 degrees turn. 180. 360 degrees, not to where you are. Okay, 180. We have mathematicians. Awesome. Clap for the mathematicians in the house. Wow, 180 sounds to be too small. Anyway, let me not put numbers then. Total 10. <laughs> wow, 180 only. Shouldn't it be a big number, you know, like completely drastically 10. Anyway, repentance is turning, changing of direction. You are going this way. You're like, this is not my way. I will not dwell in it. Let me go the other way because that's where God is calling me for. God is calling us to a purity, to a life of purity, to a life of surrender to God. If we turn away from those ways, God has promised us answers to prayer. God has promised us answers to prayer. You know, actually, James says this. I love James. James puts it so clearly. He says, actually, if you, he says, confess your sins to one another so that you may be healed. The prayer of a righteous man has got power to do much. So if you live spiritually pure, your prayers have got power 
You don't even need to pray much for that prayer to be efficacy, for that prayer to be powerful. You, because you live there, right? You live there. You are with God. You are in his presence always. You live a life that honors him. When the enemy comes like a thunder, the Bible says God will raise the standard against them. When I, 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 uh, some of the, we call them church fathers, the great men who have passed on and died to be with the Lord. One of them said that he was in the room one day and, this, and the enemy says, and the enemy shows up, Satan himself shows up in the room. And this man looks at Satan and says, oh, Satan, so it's you. Then he goes back to sleep. <laughs> How so demeaning that should have felt for Satan himself. And the other one says, even if Satan, I am going somewhere and Satan is driving, he will surely take me to my house. Because prayers gives you boldness of the spirit. You become bold in the spirit. You stand and look at thousands and thousands of, of, of enemies, whether spiritual or physical. You look at them all and say, you guys, what have you come to do? Because here, those are on our side are more than those on your side. And that's what Elisha said. And this servant was not in there in the relation with God. He was crying and said, we are dying. And then, God, and then he says, God, open the prayers of this man. Open the eyes of this man so that he can see the spiritual reality of the man and the woman who prays to a living God. Our God is so mighty. Our power is not in ourselves. It is in whom we bow to and worship day and night. I invite you to a spiritual purity, to a life that follows and honors God's commands. And then your prayers will be powerful. The second thing the Bible tells us, or the second thing that I think will make your prayers effective, like we have read from Second Chronicles, it is to have passion. Passion. Purity. But then God is calling us to have passion for him. Passion for him. Passion. Passion and faith, the anger, the deep desire for more of God. The deep desire for more of God. Jesus demonstrated his passion when you read uh, in Matthew chapter 17 and verse 20. Jesus stands and he sees these guys who are defiling the house of God. And he was filled with passion in his heart. And the Bible says, Jesus says, don't you know that it is written that my father's house shall be called a house of prayer for all nations? And in chapter 21, also verse 13, Jesus continues to teach about if your faith is stronger, if you are passionate about God, if you are filled with faith and deep desire, there's nothing that will be impossible with those who believe. You speak to the mountains, the mountains will be removed and cast away. We need to be passionate about prayer. It's one of my prayer requests that I refuse. I refuse to be in a growing church, in a growing movement, but with a dead passion for God. You have to refuse to see things around you growing, but you yourself inside, your passion for God is fading away. Because you know what happens, no matter how much you serve God in the church, no matter how God you serve God, how much you serve God in your community, there will always be opposition to that. If you do not have a deep desire, a burning fire, passion for God in your life, 
there will be anything and something that will always frustrate you. But if you have a deep desire, a passion, a burning fire for God, you always withstand the dust and the arrows of the enemy. You always be burning alive for God. You always, they'll find you praying today. They'll find you praying tomorrow. People will leave you for five years. They'll come back and find you still growing for the Lord. The passion for God. The yearning, the longing for more of God in your time. For more of God in your time. I love what Habakkuk says. He was so, so into it and said, God, what we have seen our father, what we have heard our father say, what we have heard them say, you did many and mighty things. I long to see those things in my time. Do them also in my time, oh God. That should be your prayer to see God come through for many generations and for many nations today. Passion for God passion to God, the zeal for God, the deep desire, the deep longing for God. Like David, you say, Lord, as the deer pants for the sources of water in the dry land, my soul longs for you, oh God. I need you more. I need more of you in my life, Lord, to be passionate about more of God. And the other thing, the last thing on this is to be persistent in prayer, to be fervent in prayer, pure at heart, passionate for more of God, and the persistence, persistence, fervency, deep longing, and waiting long. You know what? In our time, fast food Christianity mentality, fast food Christian mentality has killed lots of things. We want things so fast, like fast food, right? We want it right here, right now. <laughs> you know, we want it right here, right now. It has to be done now. And if minutes passes without it being done, you try to go an extra mile, it's not done. We give up and turn and go other ways. You pray today and things are not done. You pray tomorrow, things are not done. What is your attitude? Quit? Give up? Do the other things? Or push in, press in? Go deeper. If you are spiritually pure, if you are passionate about God, I tell you and I guarantee one thing, you will go deeper. You'll be more persistent. The Bible tells us about Elijah. In 1 Kings chapter 18 and verse 36, the Bible says that Elijah was so persistent in that prayer. Because of his persistence in prayer, because of his fervent prayer, the Bible says at his prayer, at his word, the heavens shut down. It did not rain for three and a half years. And again, at his prayer, the heavens opened and it rained again. Because he was a man of faith. He was pure before the Lord. He was passionate for more of God. And he pressed in and he pressed in. He went deeper in with God. He did not just go and say, God, Father, Daddy, you know, <laughs> let it rain today. And it rained. It did not happen like that. He was there. Between his head was between his knees. Proskunel, that's what the Greek says, you know. He was just down there, his head down, bowing before God from morning all the way up to evening. <laughs> and the Bible says he sent his servant, go and check. Elisha, go and check. Go again and check. And he sent his he sent his servants to go and check many times. Seventh time. 
Because he knows, he spends time in the presence of God. He was looking for any sign. You know, when you're pressing in deep in God, you're not just going and going. You'll be looking for signs because God always answers prayers. He will send signs. If you don't hear his voice, he will answer in signs. He answers in many ways. But are you persistent? You know, in this life, we are so persistent about many things that are not even necessary. But on those things that are very necessary, we are not. Because that's what the enemy wants us to do. So that he robs us from going rich and deeper. Do you know that everything that we want for this life and the next has been given to us? Before you were born, before it was, before your life began, the Bible says that God planned your life from beginning to its end. And he has put everything right in its way for you. But he's calling you to come and pray so that he shows you, so that he answers you, so that he brings those things to pass. Do you read Jeremiah 33 verse 3? That's what it says. Come, call me. I will answer you. I will show you what I've prepared for you, which you do not know about. God has prepared in eternity. He has prepared everything for your life. But he's calling for you to go deeper. To, to go deeper in him. Pray and wait upon him. So that he will answer you. So that he will show you. Prayers have got power to do much. Prayers can provide divine reversals. Reverse things that have been written. Prayer can unwrite what is written. Prayer can change what is already said. Prayer can change from the spiritual reality, change the physical reality. Because what we see here is just partial. It is just a second hand or a shadow of already what has happened in the spiritual realm. An example is this, this mic never just existed. Somebody had it in their mind and they brought it into what you can see. The clothes we are putting on did not just happen. A designer had them in their mind. They already saw the finished product in their mind. And he designed them so that you can put them on. You and I existed first in the mind of God. Before we were sent on this earth. There is a plan and a purpose and a mission. So the spiritual reality is more real than the physical reality. A man and a woman of prayer who wants to change things in their generation and season, they go in the spiritual reality and begin to orchestrate, begin to change life, begin to change things as they are praying, as they are pressing more into God in the spiritual reality, the physical begins to change. If you learn that spiritual reality, you learn how to change, how to fight your battles. I know how to fight my battles. I got no time to fight with what I can see. Because I know where the battle is real. I know where to change the battles. When you see things happening in the physical life, things are not going on well. You have to know that they are happening in the spiritual reality. When you go there, you go and look where are things going wrong. Where is the enemy tempering? And you change what is happening there. It begins to happen in the physical life. You can change about anything. You can change about anything. Am I just saying things? No. It happened with Daniel. He could not see the answers in the physical re reality. He could not seek deliverance. He could not see anything. Then he says, I know how to fight my battles. The Bible says he went into prayer and fasting. He was praying to God. He went there and God showed him how his answers were trapped in the spiritual reality. Gabriel, 
was on house arrest for 21 days by the devil and his forces. The kings of Persia. The spiritual powers. Paul says that we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against the spiritual powers, the, the authorities, the rulers, the territorial spirits. We do not just exist alone in this world. We've got forces fighting us because the enemy knows where a man is praying. When a woman who believes in God is praying, they've got power to turn around the kingdom of darkness. They've got power to unchain what is chained. So prayers have got power for divine reversals. They also have got power for divine, spiritual, emotional, physical healing. When you pray, God brings healing. He says, I will heal your land. That scripture is so deep. I will hear you. Change things. I will heal your land. How many lives are broken? How many nations are broken? Is Zambia in its good health? Why can't men and women like you and I come to God, turn away from our wicked ways, and pray, and God will heal economy, education, medical, and whatever systems, financial, and what needs to be turned and changed in Zambia, it will be healed because there is a prayer for men and a prayer for women. Your family will change. Your children will be protected. People that come to you experience the favor and the power of God because you are a man and a woman of prayer. God is calling. If people who are called by my name, are you called by God's name? You are called Christians. Apart from that, we are children of God. A holy nation. Chosen nation. Peculiar generation. King and priest. Chosen by God. We are called children. Sons and daughters of God. We are called by God's name. Then that promise is for us and our children. If we humble ourselves, we come to God. He will heal your lives. He will heal your families. He will turn the captivities of your families. You'll be like men who were dreaming. But the enemy doesn't want you to know this. He doesn't want you to rise up and be fervent and persistent in prayer. Because he knows that you will undo whatever he has done. You will undo whatever is done in the world. If you are on fire for God, spiritually pure for God, and passionate for God, I tell you, I tell you the truth. You will conquer this kingdom for God. You will see the kingdom of heaven coming to take over. You will see the supernatural being natural. Years ago with my wife, we went to Sobe on our honeymoon, on our good time. And then at that particular time, uh, you know, Fiona and Mark, the late, they called, they came to us to call us and say, we are in trouble here. What is it, Mark and Fiona? Then they say that for one year and a half, it has not been raining here. The reason is there is a God in that area, a lumber God called Chipimpi. Some of you know about it. They sacrificed to that Chipimpi, and then they had not sacrificed to that God. And then that God shut heavens. It was raining elsewhere, but for home survey, it was not raining for one and a half years. They were finding animals dead. Rivers were dry. Crops were not growing. And then Mark and Fiona called us with my wife here. It's seven, eight years now. I remember that. And then we went to their house and we found 
The staff were called, all of his staff, who are not even believers, I said, we are going to pray to God. You are pastor leaders. You are worshiper leaders. We pray to this God. Then we read the same scripture we are reading today. Eight years ago, we read it. And then the scripture says, if the people called my name, humble, turn away from wicked ways, and I will heal their land, I will, I will heal them. We said, God can do it today. We went to first kings. He did it for Elijah. He can do it for us today. We prayed. We prayed that night. My wife led in the worship. We sang to God. They were laughing. Then when we are done, we told them, let us rush, go to our homes, because heaven is about to burst and pour out rain. They were laughing, those guys. My wife and I and the friend you know, Lydia, we went to her house, actually, right? We went to her house. Before we arrived at her house, the clouds were dark. They were just surprised. The skies were pregnant with rain. They wanted to burst and pour out. By the time we were there, by the time we reached home, the, the rains poured out. There was a storm. <laughs> it rained. It rained. It rained. Not only for an hour, for 24 hours, those guys who did not hear our voice and hear, they did not go home because they could not go through that rain until the following day, 14 hours. That's when they had to go to their way. He said, you did not go home, so you are going straight to your duties. So they went to work. It happened. Some few years ago, I was in Siavonga, and in that Siavonga, there's Lake Kariba. We know it gives us the three quarters of electricity in Zambia. Not living Victoria Forces, uh, Kariba Dam. That gives us much power all over Zambia. And then when we were praying there, there's something that happened. The son, the daughter to the chief, Siavonga, had returned from the UK and she, was, she had gone mad. And, you know, so she was just picking garbage around the town. And I had a conference there with the team, Mr. Zulu and Kasonde and Teddy, she knows them. And so what happened was, she came around to that place of meeting place. The power of God was present. We are, we are praying through the same prayer, the, uh, the Solomon's prayer. The power of God hit the place. The atmosphere changed. This lady came to pick bottles where we were praying from. The Spirit of God, the anointing of God hit her. Like Jesus says, the Spirit of the Lord is upon me. He has, called me to one, he has anointed me to break the chains of those who are captive. You know, where the anointing of God is, chains break. Healing is guaranteed. Eyes open for the blind. Ears are given. Hearing is given to those who are deaf. Speech is given to those who are, who are mute. There's restoration and reversals that happen when you pray and seek the face of God. So this lady came to pick bottles as this was her custom. And she was under the anointing of God. She was on the ground. They brought her inside. She became well immediately. Now the chief came, what have you done? Because this what you did has bent my shrine. You are not going to go out of this place alive. That's what he said. I said, is that a threat? Because I'm good at that. Do you want me to retain the threat that I'll give you three days to repent or perish? <laughs> you know those prayers those days, repent or perish. Hallelujah, brother. Repent or perish. So what happened, the, the owners... There was one Mr. Zulu who was in charge of Lake Kariba, then Zesco. He, he came to us and said, there's something that has been going on. That's why I was, take, I was taking you to this. I'll end with this and then we'll pray. He says that I will, I will stay, I will, 
There's something that's been happening with Kariba here. We can't run it. We don't have capacity to run it by ourselves. So we do have expatriates who come from abroad, most of them from China. So what used to happen was that if we have like, the nation, there's total blackout throughout Zambia. In those few minutes or hours, when the power comes back, there will be at least five of the expatriates who will disappear. So the spirit that are dedicated to that, to that, to that Kariba Dam was claiming for lives of the expatriates because the one that dedicated it, you know, I can't go into details and call the names, but because I know we live on air as well. Oh, podcast. So these, 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 these people were disappearing. Five of them would go. And this, you agree with me that we, we do not have many blackouts all over Zambia many times in a year. So if it happens, if it's twice a year, they will lose out on that. They won't be there. And we are talking about 120 meters deep below the sea level. Like down. You've, could, you've been there, you've seen, but you don't know what is down there. So they called us, we need your help because they have stopped sending the Chinese and so forth. They have stopped sending expatriates and we're having problems. I was like, oh my, my boy, this is another level. What do we do? So the team and I went into prayer and, you know, so we were by the lake there, waiting upon the Lord and all that. I heard the voice say, I was praying. I love nature. So I was by the lake, my legs in the water, and praying. And I heard the voice that, enough, go back to your room. Everyone was there praying and doing the stuff, waiting for tomorrow to go. <laughs> so when I, w I, I obeyed that voice, I moved out of the water, few steps out of the water. There was this huge thing that it jumped and it bounced on where I was. And this was a huge hippopotamus. A big hippo came and jumped on where I was. Strength went out of me. I could not run. I started crawling, running to go to where people were. I'm like, oh no, I would have cried in the my no for you know. But <laughs> I was just there. People were like, hey! they were shouting, hailing at me. And I was trying my best. Not knowing that that the snail space, you know, but you know, in your heart, you, you but you're just like, yeah. I managed to take myself past the electrical cable. When I did, the hippo came and trying to now bite my legs and it hit in the electrical cable and there was a blackout. When the power returned, this massive animal was electrocuted. And it's a real story. People ate meat out of it and all that and stuff like that. I also said, you wanted to eat me, I come against you in the name of the Lord. And he cut chunks of hippo's meat and prize it in my place, in the name of the Lord. So now here is a part of a miracle. Above all that is a miracle. But this is what happened. The following day, we went out to the dam around 10. We went down, down with a vehicle below the water, down until we were there. When we reached down there, the oxygen tanks, the oxygen machine stopped and people started gasping. Then I stood like Paul on that island. I said, brothers and sisters, God is here. No one is going to die in this place. They were shouting because they knew five people would disappear after the power comes back. They knew the custom. I said, no one is going to pray. My team will pray. I'm just taking you to a point that prayer has got power for divine reversals. So, the power came back. Everyone was there. No one disappeared. For the first day, we were surprised. 
This never happens. This never happens. This can't be. I said, yeah, we're going to pray. We prayed and dedicated that whole thing. It's been almost, I don't know, it's been some years. No one has disappeared. There was a divine reversal that happened in the spiritual realm. The claim for blood, the claim for human blood was quenched. It was terminated. The spirits were cast, were kicked out by the power of the living God. Prayer is real, child of God. You can reverse what the enemy has done to your generation. Some of you are being affected by things that you've just found. It was done 100 years ago, but it keeps on following the lineage. If you stood today and you pray fervently, pray passionately, pray with purity of heart, God will reverse whatever has been done in your family. Hallelujah. I want us to stand and pray together. Oh, thank you, Jesus. I hope you are energized and charged to pray. And if you want to get more and more, come on Friday in person, 1740, Shem said. That's why we are meeting in person at Rook and praying to God. And Mondays, we are, li we are live on Zoom, 19 hours. Just bring your number to the information desk. We'll lead you there. We'll, we'll connect you to a prayer team. But I want us to pray. I'll ask Shem, Lena, my wife, Samson, who is the fifth one, and the fifth volunteer, and I, I think they are now. So come and get one of these papers from here, and we are going to pray together. We are going to go, we are going to spend time in prayer. It might be short, but it will be so deep. So whatever you have, we have received from there should be a card with the prayer items on each one of them. It should, go, it should be in line with, the, with, the, with, the, with what you have received. I want us to pray. So they are going to go in different prayer stations. So how we are going to pray today is we're going to, we're going to go there. There are prayer items where they are. You go there and press in and pray into that prayer item. Pray into that. I want one from the worship team to come with this one and stand where there is a flag here because this now is for the seat of Ndola. For the city of Ndola, we are going to pray for the spiritual cleansing, the local government, schools, universities, churches around Ndola, for working environments in Ndola. So you can just, yeah, you stand there. It's okay. The flag, Ndola is also Zambia nation. So, uh -huh. so this is how we're going to pray. There are prayer stations around. So don't be where you are. Go around there. Those guys are like prayer leaders there. They've got prayer items. You go there. They tell you there are prayer items for that. On the individuals, we've got finances, healing, and all that. So all over there are prayer stations. Let's go there and pray. Guys, let's have, let's have more background music as we do that. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you, Lord, for you honor prayers that are offered in faith. You honor your sons and daughters when they pray to you. Lord, we come to you in the name of Jesus. May you undo whatever has been done around our cities and nations, O oh Lord. You have power, Lord, to undo whatever has been done, Lord, around our places of worship, around our families, O oh God. We reverse and come against them, O oh, in the name of Jesus. For you said, if the people are called by my name, shall humble themselves, 
shall call upon my name, shall turn from their wicked ways. I will heal them. I will heal them. I will answer their prayers. Here we come, Jehovah, our God-loving Father, with prayers in our hearts, O oh God. With prayers in our hearts, O oh Lord. And seek your face, O oh Lord, on behalf of individuals. We seek your face, Heavenly Father, of, of, on behalf of Open Church. We seek your face, O oh Lord, on behalf of Ndola City. We pray, Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus, that you, the nation of Zambia, and do whatever has been done by the enemy, and do whatever has been done by families, O oh God, in the time past, O oh God, in the name of Jesus. We pray for financial breakthroughs, O oh Lord, for health relationships, O oh Lord. We pray for unity, Heavenly Father. We pray for restoration in the name of Jesus. We pray for your church, King of Glory, for spiritual growth, for numerical growth, for team commitments, O oh God. We pray in the name of Jesus. Heal our land, King of Glory. Heal our land, O oh God. Heal us, O oh Lord, as we pray. Heal us as we seek your face, O oh God. Heal us as we call upon your name. In the name of Jesus. We speak your blessings, Lord, upon families. Every chance be broken in the name of Jesus. Be broken in the name of Jesus. We declare the anointing of God in the mighty name of Jesus. We disarm every satanic weapon, O Lord, in the name of Jesus. We undo whatever has been done in the spiritual realms against families, against the nations, against the city, against the church, against families, against the universities and colleges, against working environments, in the name of Jesus. And call upon heaven, Lord, to come on earth and fill, Lord, with your glory. In the name of Jesus. Let us swap where we are from the prayer stations. Go to a different prayer station and press it in that point. Let us swap and go to a different prayer station at once in the name of Jesus. The group changes and turn. You exchange the prayer stations in the name of Jesus. If the people who are called by my name, the Lord says, shall seek my face, shall humble themselves, and call upon me. I will heal you, and I will answer you, and I will heal your land. We are going, go ahead, as you are walking from station to station, you are praying, continue in prayer, without breaking, continue the chains of prayer. Pray through those prayer items there. Praising in the Lord, hallelujah. Father, Lord, we bless your name. We declare your goodness and your favor, your mercy, your spirit, and your love upon the families and the children, O oh God, upon our city, upon our church, upon our nation, O oh God, upon individuals present here, Lord. May your favor be upon them. 
may you undo what has been done, Lord, in the kingdom of darkness. May you, Lord, uh, turn captivities of men, O oh God, upside down, O oh God. May your face be upon them, Lord. May your favor go before them, Lord of God. We pray in the name of Jesus for the fire of the Holy Spirit, Lord, upon our lives, O oh God, to rekindle our faith to rekindle our giftings, to rekindle our calling, to rekindle our talents and careers, oh God, in the name of Jesus. May you protect us, Lord, from the deception of the enemy, for, from spiritual impurity, from dying passion, oh God, from, Lord, lacking, oh God, in persistence for more of you. But we pray that may we have a fire as we are a city on the hill, oh God. We pray that your spirit, your anointing will fall upon us as a church, as a nation, as a city, as open church, oh God. Father, give us dollars as a church, oh God. We claim dollar for you, oh God. And we pray for spiritual growth in the city. We pray, Lord, also for growth in numbers in church, oh God. We pray for harvest, oh God. We pray for harvest, oh God. May you compel them in your sons and daughters from every walk of life, oh God, to come and tabernacle, oh, to come and enjoy at your feet, oh God. We pray in the name of Jesus. And Lord, we reverse, oh God, every sicknesses and healing. We replace with the healing of God. For under the stripes of Jesus, we have been healed. We declare your healing upon every sickness. We declare restoration upon every captivity, upon every depression, every anxiety, every suicide, every powers of addiction. We declare the power of the Holy Ghost, of the Holy Spirit upon our lives to reverse what the enemy has planted. We are brutal. We tear down. We break them in the name of Jesus Christ. Oh, we thank you, Father, in the name of Jesus. We celebrate you, Spirit of God. We celebrate you, Holy Spirit. We celebrate you, Holy Spirit. We celebrate you, Holy Spirit. Oh, Sharabalayandarabasibabayata. Rokoteleperiandarabalayata. We celebrate you, Spirit of God. We celebrate you in our lives. We celebrate you in our church. We celebrate you in our families. We celebrate you in our marriages. Come on church with a shout of joy and put your hands together and celebrate the Holy Spirit.